Hey there, it is Lindsay, and I have had way too much coffee today, but that always amps me up to record. And so I figured, you know what? I have had this conversation before on my blog. I've talked about it, it has been shared a lot, and I'm thankful for that. But I really want to talk about it again, especially right now because it's a season of slowness with Christmas and Thanksgiving because of COVID. And I think it's a good time for us to evaluate how that slowness feels. So on today's episode, why we stopped going house to house for the holidays, I want to talk about what changed for us and why we changed it. It is a crazy time when you have divorced parents who have extended family. I mean, we live in a city where all of our family is here, which is an incredible blessing. And I'm so thankful, which is why we've lived here our whole lives. We're very close with our families. But when I say that the holidays are hard, (laughs) they are hard. So yeah, I hope that this episode encourages you guys to create healthy boundaries within your family, but also encourages you to really strengthen those relationships throughout the year so that those moments of holidays don't define your presence or absence with your family. I would also like to say a quick hello to anyone here from TikTok. (laughs) I posted a TikTok and it grew pretty quickly and I felt like I should just give you a genuine hello and I'm so thankful that you're here. this is your first time listening to the Living Easy podcast. I talk all about faith and relationships with a gospel foundation. My husband jumps on a lot and then we get to talk to really incredible people with so much wisdom and I love digging into the hard topics that people don't always like to talk about. If you scroll through my episodes, you'll see some of those topics that hopefully pertain to you and you can listen. I would love if you would take a second to subscribe. All that means is you'll get a notification whenever a new episode comes out, which is typically every Monday with some surprise episodes in between. Very rarely, but it happens like this one. So I just want to say hello. Please subscribe. I would love for you to follow along on Instagram at lindsay.myestis and at Living Easy Podcast. So let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, we were never promised that life would be easy. Sometimes it is hard and super crazy, but when we do life together, we find that it becomes a lot easier and much more fun. I believe in joyful life, in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long-lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. I love to dig deep and talk about the really raw things that people are not always comfortable discussing, and I'm also passionate about sharing practical tips that have helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. We will laugh together and struggle together. You will hear honest insights on strengthening your faith and your marriage, parenthood, how-tos, and so much more so that you can live life and live it with joy. I am Lindsay Maestas. Welcome to the Living Easy Podcast. Holidays are a touchy subject for a lot of families. They are sometimes extremely challenging to get ourselves to go and be present and be there because those family members are just completely different than you. Sometimes we are so overwhelmed with expenses at the cost of 20 nieces and nephews that we would rather just stay in our bed for the holidays. And sometimes we wish that we could just wake up on Christmas morning and have a wonderful day together with our families, but instead we have to be all over the place and spread ourselves way too thin. 
So I want to touch on those things today on why we stopped going house to house for the holidays. Not that we've stopped celebrating with our families, but how we have kind of adjusted our schedules so that we can see our families. We really love our families and love being there. That's not the issue. We just realized, okay, we need to change something because this is too much. And I think in our world, in America especially, Christmas is a big deal and it's a wonderful deal and I am a Christmas holic. I love it so much. I love giving. I I just have a heart to see everyone open their presents and the celebration is like my joy for the year. But I also have to be wise. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about our situation in hopes that it encourages you. So when Jesse and I were first married, the holidays were just a very stressful time for us. We went to five different Christmases at five different houses. And I would say that probably is the minimum because we would go to um, the extended family's house and then we would go to like our close family's house. And then the next day, actually, yeah, it was probably more like six because we would go to then my dad's house and then his extended family and then Jesse's family and then his extended family within two to three days. It was so much. And we wanted to spend as much time as we could with our family. We didn't want to disappoint anyone. So we made it happen. And we were trying our best, always trying our best. But as soon as we had to leave somewhere, I would feel so defeated because they don't realize, the family members, how much energy and time you're spending to do this and like kind of wearing yourself out and not to mention that I usually make a dish for every house we go to or more. Um, And so it's just a lot on our plate. And then they would make a comment, even though it was out of love, there would be a comment of like, you're leaving already. I'm like, yeah, we have three more houses (laughs) that we have to hit today. It is not my choice. I wish I didn't. But it was like, wait, you're not appreciating that we're literally spreading ourselves so thin for the sake of you. But I realized shortly after That's not their fault that this is happening. We are allowing this because we know that our family intends well. We know that they're thankful that we're around and that we are thankful that they love us and they want us to be there. But we would leave these houses feeling so discouraged because Jesse and I hadn't spent any time together for the holidays and we were just trying to accommodate everyone else and feeling really exhausted. But then we had kids (laughs) and we hit a turning point And I will never forget this day because my son, Sutton, oh, it literally makes me sick to my stomach to think about because I was so sad. He was about two years old, I think. And we rushed home. So we'd go to a house, rushed home to bring gifts because our car couldn't fit all of his gifts. And we'd go to pick up the food to take to the next house. And then we'd hit the next house and then we'd come home and then we'd grab everything and then hit the next house. And on our final trip home, Jesse and I were at one another's throats. We were so frustrated And he told me, I hate the holidays. I am so stressed out. I wish we could just surpass Christmas. So keep in mind, I had become a little more adjusted to this lifestyle because I grew up with divorced parents. He had not. So Christmas Eve for him was at his parents' house. Christmas morning for him was at his parents' house. And he spent the whole day there. And that was life. But now I had kind of turned his world upside down with the holidays when I brought in my experience, you know? So we were very far from Mary, if I can be cheesy. We, it was not a Merry Christmas for us at all. And it had just kept building up. As I thought of Sutton's Christmas, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not what I want to bring him into. This is not the world 
that I want him to, I guess, live in when it comes to the holidays. I want him to enjoy this experience and not feel the overwhelm that I have felt for so many years. So that night when we came home after Christmas, the house was dark. All of Sutton's toys were piled up everywhere, completely untouched, unopened. He didn't get to play with anything that day. It was just like house, you open the gift, you run, you play, and then we have to leave and then we drive. And your experience may not be this intense. Maybe it's two houses and you do have more time, but you're still feeling burdened and overwhelmed that you're not just with your little family. And I just want to tell you, I get it. I totally get it. And then the finances come into play, right? So we've got big families. My husband has this big Hispanic family that I just love more than the world. And, but they've got a lot of kids and we have kids. And then on my mom's side, there's a ton of kids, nieces and nephews. That Christmas specifically, we bought gifts for 19 kids, 10 of our siblings, and three white elephant parties that had a very high budget. We were so overwhelmed and just feeling like, I feel like these toys are going to go to Goodwill (laughs) in six months. And we just spent thousands of dollars on things that people don't even actually need. So with that said, we kind of came to a turning point and we both realized that although we desperately love our families and we want to be with them and we want to show them how much we love them, we are also our own family now. And we have to set these healthy boundaries in order to invest and nourish this little family that we've created. Now we have two boys. And so we have always clung to this verse since the beginning of our marriage because we're both really close with our families. We've had to realize how important it is, but also how important it is to be implemented into the holiday season. And it's Genesis 2, 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and they will become one flesh. We are our own family now. You guys, if you have little kids or you have one another, you're your own family now. And I want to just give you that freedom to acknowledge that and to embrace that and to say, this is a sweet thing and I want us to have our own traditions now. And so for me, it's absolutely crucial for us to teach Sutton and Saxon about Jesus and that Christmas is about Jesus and loving and serving others because I want to do that. I don't want it to be all about us and what we want. I also don't want to create strife or forfeit our own family principles to people please or fulfill society's standards of what Christmas is supposed to look like, which is what we've been doing. And like I said, we love giving gifts. We love being generous. I love making all of the holiday food. And I will just plug my famous cranberry jalapeno dip that has over like 3 million views and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pins. It is amazing. So if you go on my blog, sparrowsandlily.com and try the cranberry, search the cranberry jalapeno dip or search it on Pinterest um, and find mine because there's some out there that aren't mine now. (laughs) But try it because it's amazing. So I love making food. I love, love, love making food for people. But we also want peace. And when we spread ourselves so thin and when you spread yourself so thin, neither you nor your families get that relaxation or that actual quality time because you're so busy and exhausted that they get very little of you. And I have the sweetest aunt in the world and 
every time we would go to her house for Thanksgiving, she'd be like, I'm so sorry. I know this is like your third Thanksgiving and I don't want you to feel pressured to eat. But we did, of course, like we wanted to make sure that they knew we appreciated them cooking. So we would like serve little bits, you know, and she's just like, I'm so sorry you have to do this. And that acknowledgement was actually really freeing and nice to feel like, okay, they see <laughs> how much goes into this, you know. But I I think that sometimes your family just isn't going to see it. They're not going to understand because all they want is you, which is a sweet thing. But healthy boundaries that are set uniquely for your family are important. And so one thing that we've done that has helped us immensely, not that it has completely slowed it down, but it has stopped us from going to six houses in a day or two days, usually two days. We now split the days up a lot. So it's usually in a span of like four to five days that maybe we'll have a break day in between and then we'll get together on the 27th or we'll get together on the 22nd and then have a break day on the 23rd to where we're not feeling this crazy overwhelm. So the time span spent at each home is shorter, but it's not super short and we don't allow guilt to consume us if we don't make it somewhere. So if we're just like, you know what, we're really enjoying our time. I'm not going to go to this house tonight. Like, we love you so much, but we're just not going to make it tonight. And we'll usually let people know, hey, it's tentative. Don't cook for us. Don't plan for us. We won't be part of White Elephant. Um, But if we show up, like, we're just so excited to see you guys. So let me share a couple of ideas of how you can communicate this to your family because I realize and acknowledge that some families are not going to handle it very well. You can do, like I said, where you split up the days so that you're spreading them out more. If your family is willing to do this, that is awesome. Our family is sometimes willing to do the 23rd or the 26th to celebrate, and that helps us a lot. And we do the same for Thanksgiving where we'll do one on Thursday, one on Friday so that we only do one Thanksgiving and don't have to eat like five. Thanksgiving meals at a time. Another way to do this is to just very honestly and candidly communicate with your family that you're being spread way too thin and it's too much on you. I think that, yes, it might be difficult for them to understand, but if you sit down with grace and kindness and just explain what the situation is, it can help. And when doing this, sometimes we'll split up the holidays. So we will say, okay, You guys have Christmas this year. This other family has Thanksgiving this year. And then this family has Easter this year. And we're going to all celebrate with you, but just for different holidays. So we only have to do one at a time. So we'll do Thanksgiving with one family, Christmas with one family or two families. And it helps to ease the burden. Again, I don't feel like there's a real easy solution here, but I think that there are ways just to compromise and come together Even if they're not super happy about it, they will learn to understand and accept that is how you are choosing to raise your family. And those are the traditions you're choosing to create, which are very important to have your own traditions as a family and that they will see you at different times of the year. Lastly, another option is to host it at your house and do all of the families together. So that is something we actually are planning to do this year, potentially, depending on how everything happens with COVID. But just opening our doors, say on the 23rd or the 24th and saying, whoever is free and available, 
come. Our doors are open. If not, we'll totally celebrate with you maybe in January, or we can just have some time together and have you over again. Another time we completely understand we're not putting any pressure on any of these families to come, but we're having an open house. And I think that's a really sweet way to do it so that you're not you're not cutting everyone out. You're giving everyone the opportunity to be with you for Christmas. Um, and I just think it's really fun because having all the families together, which for some of you I can imagine are thinking that would be so awkward and uncomfortable. You could open your house two days if you wanted to, but again, that's just starting to spread yourself thin. So working through, again, having that conversation with your spouse and figuring out what works for us, what is beneficial for our family, how can we still love our family well, our extended family well during this season? But again, we can't please everyone. Let us love so hard. First Corinthians says, if we do not have love, we have nothing. And I believe that with every ounce of my heart, it is not always easy to love. It's not always easy to be selfless, but there are ways to create healthy boundaries in our relationships to better love our family. Because if we're leaving that Christmas party and feeling resentful, what does that do for that relationship? You're not helping the relationship. You're hurting it. By creating those healthy boundaries, you're actually benefiting and blessing the relationship and saying, you know what? We didn't get this time, but let's have one-on-one dinner and have that real time together. Again, everyone is not going to understand, unfortunately, but you have to try your best to love well, but also to nurture the family that you have. So With that said, I just want to encourage and again give freedom because I think this is a very guilt-ridden topic, but when you exceed your budget by hundreds of dollars simply to fulfill America's expectation of giving a gift to everyone in your family, which like I said, they'll probably take to Goodwill or donate in six months, you're forfeiting your boundaries and making an unwise financial decision for your own little family to please America or to please your extended family. Or when you and your spouse are at one another's throats because you have put on a fake smile and are just pretending to be happy to be there even though you're so stressed out and tired. Again, it's not that you don't love them, you're just tired, but you're sacrificing the health of the one that you're intended to cling to for the family and that you were intended to separate from after you said I do and you're sacrificing that joy and that health for people that you see once a year. Like it's just kind of, a revelation, right? But I want to be very, very clear. Of course, you know, I always talk on both sides of the coin. I am not saying that you should say no to everything and everyone because scripture reminds us that those who are faithful and very little are also faithful with much. And I'm not saying you shouldn't buy gifts because we are, we're called to be generous with our money and it's ultimately God's money, not ours. And I don't necessarily equate that verse to giving gifts on Christmas, but I do think there is something special about giving with a heart of joy and selflessness and doing that and just celebrating in what that means and kind of resetting ourselves for the year because it should be a yearly act. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't make small sacrifices to spend time with your husband's family or your extended family or that he shouldn't spend time with yours. Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. It is important to place your spouse's needs above your own and to place other people, even in-laws, above your own needs. With all of that said, I encourage you to love those people so well throughout the entire year, fighting hard for that peace, whatever that might look like for you, 
so much so that the holidays are not a question of whether or not your family is important to you simply because you can't attend one Thanksgiving dinner. Friends, my listeners, my amazing people that I wish I could hug every single one of you. I know I say that a lot, but I really mean it. Jesus has given you freedom, even on the holidays. So this year, whether it's quiet or you're still going house to house because you live close or whatever it is, I want you to either embrace that quiet and think, okay, what is this that gives me peace or joy? Or what is this that makes me feel unrest because I want my people? Because sometimes grass is always greener, right? So figuring out with your husband, having that conversation or wife, I know there are male listeners and I don't give you guys enough attention. So male and female, thank you for listening. (laughs) Um, But I, I would just say to determine like, is this good? How have we felt this Christmas? And just assess. It doesn't mean you need to change everything beforehand, but if you wish to, that's awesome. But either way, just evaluate, okay, where are we at? How do we feel with this? What can be shifted and changed? And now we need to communicate those boundaries. And so I just want to encourage for you, focus on honoring God with your lives Let us leave behind, you guys, the obligation and the lie that we need to be all things to all people all the time. That is an exhausting life. And there is so much more of us to spread out throughout the entire year than trying to clump it all into one season. So slow down, go to church, make a cup of hot cocoa, and enjoy the day inside with your little family. Do your best to serve and love those around you selflessly with compassion, with grace, showing the heart of Christ without allowing pressure or obligation to consume you. So I just want to encourage that as we approach Thanksgiving and Christmas. I hope that you all have just a wonderful season with your families. Man, this year has been rough. I rough. (laughs) Um, And I just want us to feel that sense of relief in whatever that looks like for you in this season. So just embracing that time, embracing the truth that Jesus died on the cross and rose again from the grave and saved us from our sins that we can spend eternity with him. What a beautiful freedom and joy and the opportunity to share that with our kids to let them know, gosh, this world is screwed up, but we have real legitimate hope in what is to come. And let us be kingdom focused, not politics focused, not worldly focused. Just set our eyes on Christ. And I pray over all of you that this Christmas is one that really brings you a sense of clarity and peace of the purpose that Jesus has for you that is very real. And if you haven't pursued him, if you don't know him well, I just challenge you, open up your Bible. You, there's Bible apps. Open up the book of James and read through the book of James or More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell is an incredible quick read that answers a lot of the questions about history and archaeology and, and faith as a whole. The Case for Christ and The Case for Faith by Lee Strobel are wonderful books that ask really hard questions and answer those questions. Pursue it, guys, because this year has shown us how temporary our security is, how temporary our income can be, how differently we can view things from other people and how quickly they're willing to cut us off from that. There is just nothing permanent 
or secure in this world, but Christ is that. And I just want you to find and believe in that hope in him because he promises you to give you a future and a hope. He promises you that there are many rooms in heaven for you. And if there were not, he would not say so. He says that in scripture. So he has prepared a place for you. And I just challenge you to see that in this holiday season, to embrace that and and just to hone in on who he has called you to be and how he has called you to live. I love you and I will talk to you next time. Bye guys. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thank you you could ever offer is to share the love. The simple act of taking a quick screenshot of the episode and tagging at living easy podcast makes such a huge difference in this journey. If you're impacted, someone else might be too. So don't hesitate to share a little hope and joy with the people that you love. Also, if you haven't already, please do scroll down from this episode to give a star rating and quick review for the podcast. It only takes a minute, but the impact is huge. Thank you all so much for your support. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram at livingeasypodcast and at lindsay.maestas. Love you guys.